Thanks and good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And here we are, already in the merry month of May. This morning, we welcome the president of the Canadian Association of Movers, Nancy Irvine, to Ask BBB. Good morning, Nancy. Hi there. Great to be here. Nice to see you folks again. Is this the busiest time of the year for movers? Absolutely. Just after Easter each year, people start to plan their moves, and those who are moving this summer are getting their quotes now, if you can believe it, and are already making their choices and getting their dates booked. Moving companies are also very busy hiring and training their summer staff and getting all their moving supplies delivered so they're ready to hit the floor running when the busy season starts. So if you're looking for an interesting job this summer, that's something else you might want to uh, think about, too, is getting in touch with movers right now, not only to move you, but to hire you to move. Hmm. So can you tell us more about the Canadian Association of Movers? Sure can. The Canadian Association of Movers, or CAM as we like to refer to it, is Canada's trade association representing professional and certified moving and storage companies. We have about 400 members, and they're everywhere from movers, relocation companies, van lines, international movers both in Canada and overseas, suppliers to the industry and trade associations in other countries. We were formed in June of 1969, so it's our 50th anniversary coming up next month. All right. Well, Nancy, what's the connection then with the Canadian Association of Movers and the Better Business Bureau? Both CAM and and the BBB have our foundations based on trust. It's a natural connection for us to work with the BBB because CAM's purpose is to assist consumers to find credible and professional moving companies to work with. And, of course, the BBB is well-known for not only advocating for trustworthy professional services, but also for providing lists of highly rated companies and services to com- to consumers. Now, the Better Business Bureau has standards of trust that we um, uh, endorse for our accredited businesses to join us. What are some of the standards that a mover must meet to be certified by the Canadian Association of Movers? Well, to become a certified professional mover, a mover must have a business license, and an incorporation certificate. As well, they must have a valid GST-HST number and workers' compensation certificates. They have a minimum of a million dollars in commercial general liability and also a quarter million dollars in cargo insurance. Very important if the truck turns over. But most importantly, they have a signed code of ethics where, among other things, they promise to act in fairness, honesty with the clients, honour the terms and conditions of the contract, and provide an efficient, reliable, high-quality service in a safety-conscious environment. You know, we've all helped somebody move at one time or another. <laughs> used to be, uh, you know, if, if you've got a, a box of uh, 24 and a truck, you can move somebody. Can anybody put on a sign on a truck and become a mover? They sure can, Jim. Ooh. The moving industry was deregulated in the mid-'80s, so it's like the Wild West out there now because there's no licenses for moving companies. So anyone with two feet and four wheels can move people. An example of that comes from a fairly widespread news story last summer where a couple hired a mover who showed up, if you can believe this, with a pickup truck and a (laughs) tradesman trailer. They apparently didn't even question it and allowed this guy to move all their stuff cross-country for them. Many months later, they find out that their stuff, half of it was dropped off in Sault Ste. Marie and half of it was dropped off into a storage unit outside of Kingston, which was their final destination. And it took months to locate their items and even longer to get them back to their rightful owners. So you want to do some checking. You sure do. 
And, that, uh, and yeah. that makes those standards that you were talking about to be certified that much more important. Absolutely, because certified movers, they have to they have to be able to prove where where your shipment is, and that you're going to get it, and uh, you know that that you're going to be safe and and secure and and have a you know some degree of comfort in a very stressful time in your life. Well, so what are some of the biggest problems then that people run into if they haven't contracted a professional, certified, accredited mover? Well, I think it gets back to knowing where your things are. Um, you're packing up all of your worldly possessions and you're handing them over to a couple of guys who show up with a truck and they say they're going to deliver your things. Will they? How do you know? Most do. But again, there's lots of moving scams out there that the consumers must be aware of. So there are things like uh, you will be asked to pay your bill up front um, in cash or in a check before the work even begins. And then they take your shipment and then they tell you when they're delivering it, oh, well, we're not taking it off the truck until you've paid us another two or three grand. Mm. And the police are not going to get involved in that and you're kind of stuck and you have to pay them if you want to get your stuff. And the other thing that happens quite often is that movers or fake movers, as uh, with the air quotes that you can't see, they say, oh, yeah, we'll deliver your stuff, and then you never see them again. And their phone's been disconnected, and they've moved on, and your stuff has been, they've got your money, so they just take off. So we want to make sure that we have a certified mover and that they're accredited by BBB, and we're going to get into that a little bit more Absolutely. on the next portion of the program. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest is Nancy Irvine, who is president of the Canadian Association of Movers. And when we return, we'll go over that checklist of what to expect of a professional mover and what a mover will expect of you. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is CEO and president of the BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest this morning has been Nancy Irvine, president of the Canadian Association of Movers. So we're continuing our conversation about moving and consumers and how to hire a, a mover that you can trust. Nancy, how far ahead do we need to book a mover? You know, it's never too early, but we strongly suggest at least six to eight weeks you want to make sure that the mover has staff and equipment available, so booking ahead gives the company time to get it all arranged. Should we get more than one estimate for the move? Absolutely, Jim. Hmm. You want to get at least three written estimates. It's very important that you get it in writing. Don't accept telephone estimates as your only choice. So how is that estimate prepared? Does someone come to our home or business to do a survey? Yes, they can, and they should. Um, it's very important to have someone come to your house because y you don't necessarily see everything in your house that's moving and they'll know to ask specific questions. So when the salesperson or the move coordinator comes to your home, they're going to get a quick overview of your plans for when you're moving, where to, you know, etc. And then they're also going to find out details of things you'd like to have quoted. Do you want a full packing service? Are you packing yourself? Are you going to need time in storage? because your home's not ready, that kind of thing. And then they're going to go room to room with you and look at everything that's moving. And they're going to look through your drawers, your closets, your crawl space, your garage. They're even going to open up some of your plastic bins that you have in the basement that have got so much dust on them. Mm -hmm. They want to know what you're moving, and they want to be as specific as possible so that there's no surprises for you. 
So what are the things we should look for then when we're comparing these estimates uh, determine whether which one's going to be the best deal. Yeah, because you're definitely going to get some different types of estimates. Uh, so you want to make sure that your estimate um, is based on what you've seen and discussed with your surveyor. Um, you'll be looking for the price details, and then any additional services should also be listed out at that time. And they might be if you need a shuttle at the origin or the destination to uh, because a trailer can't get right into your home. Uh, you might be dealing with bridge ferry toll rates, packing charges, temporary storage fees, extra pickup or delivery fees if you're having things dropped off at your Aunt Sally's on the way through, mm-hmm. and as well the uh, replacement value protection. Um, and you want to check with your insurance company to find out if moving your household goods is covered by them. Will a professional mover expect upfront payment? Some professional movers might ask for a down payment of a couple of hundred dollars, but most just take your word for it that you're moving with them when you book your move. It isn't until after the loading services have been completed and the weight of the shipment is confirmed that final charges can be calculated. So it's unreasonable to ask for full payment up front because we don't know what it is. It should be noted, however, that unless otherwise arranged, payment must be received in full by the moving company before the shipment can be unloaded at your new home. So what are some of the tips professional movers uh, give to help prepare for the move? Well, we always suggest that you get a moving calendar from your mover. It helps you uh, decide what you should be doing six weeks out, four weeks out, a week out, etc. You want to go through your home and get rid of items that you're not taking and ask your mover for suggestions on organizations that accept donations. You want to make sure that those are out of the house before you move so that the movers don't accidentally take it with them. (laughs) That has happened. Um, And as well, if you're doing your own packing, you want to get an early start on it. You can pack up your, like for now, you can pack up your winter clothes, we hope, and, (laughs) you know, your books and things like that. And then as you get moving along, you can pack up uh, your last minute things on the day of the move. You want to make sure that you mark your boxes with your last name, a general description, and the room that the box is going to be going into. Hmm. And the other thing that's really, really important is don't pack your photographs and your jewelry and your valuables in with your regular boxes. Make sure you take those things with you because if you don't and something happens, the mover is not responsible for any loss. Moving day is usually pretty hectic. What are some of the major things we should expect from a professional mover on that day? Alrighty, well the driver and his crew will be arriving at your house. They'll set up the truck and then they're going to come in and meet you and tour the house. That allows the driver and the crew to understand what you're moving where it is, how prepared you are to move, and what you'll need to do um, in terms of getting things dismantled and whatever. It's also a time that you can point out items that aren't moving that you're taking yourself. The driver and the crew will start tagging and listing, which is our term for inventorying your items that are moving. Each item will get a, a number and a condition at the time of moving will be noted. Scratches, chips... Uh, something might be broken, that that kind of thing. And then the driver and the crew will start dismantling the beds, the dining room tables, and other things that can be flattened. The more flat things are in the in the uh, truck, the better it is for uh, getting things uh, so that you don't have space and things going all over mm. the place. And before you sign off on the paperwork, the very important thing at the end of of the move 
is to go through your house and check each room and look behind the doors in the closets, the crawl spaces, to confirm that the driver has everything that's moving. The last thing you want to find out is that you've got a whole bunch of stuff behind a door. So then we get uh, to our destination. It's uh, time for delivery day. Um, What should we be looking at there? I think the really interesting thing um, on delivery day is that you really want to have some help. Don't try and do it by yourself because there's a lot of responsibility on you more than the driver to get everything into your house. You're going to be handed what's called a bingo sheet, and it's a piece of paper that has has a bunch of numbers on it from 0 to 500, and basically each of your items as they come through, you'll be crossing those off. So, for instance, your kitchen chairs, if they're numbered 14, 15, 16, 17, you're going to be crossing off them as they come through 14, 15, 16, 17 on the sheet. And if the mover's going too fast, tell them to slow down. Uh, I moved with them last year, and I had three guys come through all at once with multiple boxes, and they were whipping off the numbers at me, and it was it was really confusing, and I missed getting some of them checked off. When these are coming through, you want to make sure that you're checking your items to see if there is any damage, and you want to mark those down right away. So you can use the bingo sheet to maybe circle the numbers so that you know to come back to it later on. And uh, you'll also need to be directing the guys where to go with your things, so that's where the second person comes in handy. Because if you get busy directing, then you forget to mark off items, then you're trying to find out where number 23 is later on, and it gets really crazy. So uh, once everything's in the house, the driver will bring the inventory sheet that has all the numbers on it, and then you're going to look at your bingo sheet, and you're going to see 23 is a headboard. Oh, yeah, I remember that came in earlier. I just forgot to mark it off. So then you go and do that. So it's a it's a... It's a great, it's a foolproof way of making sure you've got everything, but it's time consuming. So no job is complete until the paperwork is done. What are some of the things we should do after the move? Damage claims, tax claims, reviews, including the Better Business Bureau website. Absolutely. We have to do those reviews. So first of all, the main thing everyone is concerned about is damage. And you can open up a claim if you have a damage. You contact your mover and advise them of the damage or missing items, and you provide a thorough description so that they know what they're looking for. You'll likely have a form to fill out, and uh, you've got to know that the claims process can take some time, especially if you're tracing a missing item because it could have been dropped off at the move before or it could be still on the truck somewhere. So you have nine months after your moving date to initiate your claim. And you can only make one claim, so you want to make sure you have everything on it. Uh, The other thing you want to do, which a lot of people don't know, is that quite often your move can be tax deductible in the next year. So you want to make sure you have copies of all of your moving paperwork and keep it safe uh, in a location that you can find it next April. So you're not calling the moving company trying to get copies of your old paperwork. And finally, the most important thing of all, I think, is take a moment to write an online review. On the mover's Facebook page, their website page, or write a review for their on for their company on the BBB website, especially if you've had a positive experience. We spend all year telling people to go and check and see if they've got a trusted, reliable mover. And the way they do that is that they we ask them, encourage them to go onto the BBB or to check with us to look at reviews. So if you would write a review. That would be so helpful. Well, Nancy, these are very useful tips, and we want to thank you for joining us here on Ask BBB this morning. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it being here. Yeah, it's been great.
You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning has been Nancy Irvine, who is president of the Canadian Association of Movers. And we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO and president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. The BBB scam tracker is one of the features of the BBB that is having more and more impact as people use it to check for scams in their region and across the country. As part of BBB's mission to create an ethical marketplace, Scam Tracker is just one tool to help people prevent becoming victims of fraud. If you spot a business or offer that sounds like a scam, tell us about it. Help us investigate and warn others by reporting what you know to BBB Scam Tracker. You'll be asked to describe your experience, include additional information about the scammer, the product or services offered, and the tactics the scammer used. Whenever you're doing business, checking the BBB directory for reviews and contacting accredited business is always recommended. But a lot of the scams are online or involve luring people into what looks like a good deal or an opportunity. And it isn't just individuals that are targeted by scammers. Businesses can become victims as well. And apparently, Linda, there was a recent case in Norfolk County. Yes, the Norfolk OPP reported that a Norfolk County company lost nearly a quarter million dollars in an invoice scam. Whoa, what happened? The company received what appeared to be an email from the CEO of the company they dealt with in the USA requesting a payment of $236,000. The person responsible for paying the invoices and transferring funds complied since it was directly from the CEO of the company. However, it turns out the company had been hacked. Ooh, what tipped them off? According to the police report, the employee became suspicious when a second email arrived, asking for another payment. So if you're a company owner, I guess you might want to remind staff to be alert. Yes, if something seems a little off, go with your intuition. Check it out. Make some further phone calls before you send money to anybody. Be especially skeptical if the request is by email. Encourage employees to check with a manager if an invoice or a payment request is suspicious. And if you have any questions about email, phone the person before you respond by email. And have a protocol in place that requires more than one person to sign off on any fund transfers. And be careful with any information you share online. The information can be used to gain more information about you and can be used to target your company. We certainly want to watch out for that, Linda. And I understand we've had reports of a roadside scam. Yes, and OPP are reporting dozens of calls. The scammers park at the off-ramp and flag down motorists saying they are out of gas and or need gas money to get to their destination. In some cases, they offer jewelry as collateral. In many cases, the jewelry is fake. These scammers are taking advantage of people's generosity. We all want to be helpful, but we need to be aware. If we are suspicious, we should contact the police. And apparently there's a carbon tax scam out there, Linda, and I'm not making any political comment here. No, we know that one of the parts of the carbon tax in Ontario is a tax rebate, and this is where the scammers have jumped in. Stratford police reported that a telephone scam is offering to help with the tax carbon tax rebate. Scammers are using this to gather personal information. So if you get a call uh, reported to Scam Tracker and contact police or the Anti-Fraud Center and never give out bank, credit card, or social insurance information. And Linda, that's our time for Ask BBB. Remember, you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western ONT. 
And if you have a question or guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. Remember, you can visit BBB.org to request a quote from movers or find any local business to meet your needs. Businesses that are accredited and that you can trust. So until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.